will be first. It was John Angadi's birthday uh, yesterday, and uh, we celebrated by, by going up to Napa and doing some wine tasting on Friday. He'd never been to Napa before, so this was a, a new experience for him. Never seen a, he's, he's not much of a, a wine drinker, and so this was a completely new experience for him. Um, went to this uh, lovely vineyard that one of our parishioners recommended, uh, VGS Chateau Pointel, and uh, run by a lovely, uh, f- authentic Frenchman uh, who makes just absolutely fantastic wines called, uh, his name is Jean, Jean Noël. Um, so, you know, it was a little intimidating, and, and, and John was a little intimidated, given that he'd never tasted any wine. Here you have an original Frenchman teaching you how to wine, and he goes, well, I don't really know so much about wine, I don't drink it. He says, you know how to taste, right? He says, well, yeah. He said, well, that's all you need to know. Because he says, the truth be told, he says, is wine tasting is a school of humility. Because just when you think you know something, wine tasting teaches you that you don't know diddly. And, um, and he went on to, uh, to t- give it, he gave a great illustration. Uh, he said, you know, some people are, are, are wine snobs. You know, they think they know everything about wine. He says, you know, it's not really true. They don't know diddly. He said, but, um, and he, he proved it with a little story. He said, uh, he was with a group of wine connoisseurs, or supposed wine connoisseurs, and, uh, and so he, um, and one of his friends that was with him was completely blind and was tasting, in his opinion, better than they were. But to prove the point, he, he put out some uh, black glasses, completely black, so you couldn't see what was in it, and poured a white and a red wine. And the wine connoisseurs, only 50% of them could tell the difference between a red and a white without seeing it. So he says, he says see, people don't know stuff. <laughs> and so it kind of relaxed uh, John and I, and we were able to enjoy it, and it was a great experience. But that, that line, that um, humility, uh, I, I, the reason why I say that is because I think that life is a school of humility. And that if, if we allow it... We allow it, it will teach us much. But, but just like uh, Jean Noel said, that what you have to do with wine is you have to let it, it have to let it romance you. You have to let it present to you, almost seduce you into, into, into it. And, and it will give you what it is, not what you want. It will give you what it is, not what you want. Because often, and I think that's true of life, life gives us what what we need, not what we want. It gives us what it is. And, and if we can be present to life and be humble enough before life, because often life deals us, you know, we think we, got, we, think we know it, like the wine concert, we think we know life, and then it gives us, gives us something, knocks us right down to our knees. And, and that's the truth. And if we can be humble before the, uh, the life itself, then we can, we can really be schooled. We can really learn from it. And then follow uh, and really, in a sense, enjoy and savor life like you would uh, wine. You know, Jesus has been, in this particular passage today we hear, he's on his way to Jerusalem. Like, see, he starts out and saying he's on his way to Jerusalem. And so he knows he's going to his death. Right? So he knows that this is the end, and he's trying to school his, his disciples 
in humility. We've heard it last week, we'll hear it again this week, and again next week. He's trying to teach them that life has its moments, and, uh, and that you follow uh, with humility that the Lord will always be present to us, no matter what happens in life. Uh, good or bad, the Lord is going to be present to us. Uh, and that in there, um, life is teaching us something. And, and, and he's trying to teach his disciples that he's trying to give them the context that, you know, this life is this short part of life is only a small part of life eternity, right? So, that, you know, life is eternal. And so whatever suffering we have here is, is, is just a drop in the ocean of what our whole eternal life will look like. And so he's trying to help them understand the context of life. Um, that life eternal is real, and that what we do here matters greatly uh, for all eternity. I mean, just for a moment, just, just think of those moments in, in your life when you last got upset over something, like really upset. You just got you dug in, whether it was with your husband or your wife or, or, or your kids or, or your parents or just, just maybe life itself, and you got upset. And, and now just think about all of what that is in the context of eternal life. Just, just, and be humbled by that, of how, like, I got really, I got upset over the microwave not working or the remote control not working, and, and how the small things of life in the greater context really don't Matter. Even some things quite significant and, and even a difficulty in relationship. We get, we get completely consumed by it. But if we take it in this greater context of life, then, then it does. It does take a different life. And then life can then school us. But we have to be humble enough before it. I see, that humility is, is the very thing that Jesus was trying to teach us. I mean, that's what we, we celebrate every single time we come to the Eucharist, is, is the cross. Right? Jesus, you know, took on the cross out of humility. Remember, he had the power of God. He could have done anything he wanted. But he chose to humble himself before the cross so he could show us the way of life. The humility, this school of humility, this life can really teach us. We all have our wounds, our crosses, our brokenness. And we have, and others have theirs. And if we could be humble enough, each one of us, then this table becomes a true table of unity. But it must start first with humility. That every one of us humble enough to recognize that I am broken, I am wounded, I have sinned, I have done that. That's what we do every single time we come to the Eucharist at the beginning. Why? Because that's our cross. And then we come together at this table united in the cross, united in, in that humility. And, and, and if we can do that, then we go out of here different. You know, in a sense, it takes tremendous humility to come to the Eucharist. It takes tremendous humility to come to the Eucharist. Because we, we say uh, that I don't have, ma I have a mastered life. And I come to the table, not because I'm so wonderful, but because I'm actually not so wonderful. And that I know that. 
And that's what unites us when we come here. You see, that's the school of humility. And, and when we live life like that, a true Christian recognizing the cross and its importance in our life, then, then it transforms everything. And life eternal shines brightly for us. Because then we will be, we will not be what we were last here, we'll be first there. But if we insist on being first here, then we will be last there. So today as we have gathered, and for those who are online, not able to come in person, but gathering around your own table at home, um, we come to school in humility so that then we can be united at this Eucharist because we will offer willingly to be last so that we can be first in the kingdom of God. Thank you.